Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And then there were none. It did not take long. Six weeks in, there are no unbeaten teams remaining in the NFL. And there are no winless teams remaining in the NFL, which means we've got more and more teams that are bunched together exactly the way the league wants it. I'm not saying it's going according to script. Then we wouldn't have so many quarterbacks who are injured. But definitely the NFL prefers that the league and its its records is they're kind of thick around the middle that a lot of teams are grouped together which makes it compelling all the way through and yeah it's still the NFL where you have no idea what's going to happen from week to week uh, we call it the best reality show on TV and right now since there's mostly reality TV you can see how the NFL measures up and you can also see that the NFL is getting huge numbers through the first six weeks of the season in large part because there's not nearly as much competition I know this may be industry talk over your heads Uh, you may be following what's happening with uh, the TV and entertainment industry the writers are no longer on strike so they've gone back to work to start writing and crafting more episodes of your favorite serial TV programs. But, and I know this because it's my union, we got an email over the weekend indicating that talks have broken up uh, between the actors, the performers, and the studios. So there's no movement yet. Oh, and it was a scathing email, too. I'm not sure we're supposed to be sharing the, the actual details publicly, but it was scathing about how they had walked away from the bargaining table. So the actors will not be returning to work anytime soon. Instead, you're left with Sunday Night Live featuring both Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. The NFL has got to be thrilled. <laughs> Good morning to you. Happy Monday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Always glad to have you with us. We've got to dive right in. Still plenty of work to do. And yes, ALCS game one in Houston last night. Here's what you need to know. Are you ready? Jordan Montgomery and Evan Turner. <laughs> Jordan Montgomery. Oh, Evan Carter. Excuse me. Evan Carter just barely turned 21 and is already making a big impact with the Rangers who have not yet lost in this postseason run. So it's pretty incredible. Uh, from Jordan Montgomery, who's found a home with the Rangers and their number one spot in their starting rotation, uh, to a rookie who's got great defense in center field and just enough offense 
from Justin Verlander to be able to maintain their perfect start in October. But mostly football this hour. Why? Because, wow, it was weird and it was wacky and it was wild, but oh so wonderful. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And why did I just have a total brain fart? I think it's because it's Monday morning. Of course there's a team that's that's uh, winless. That's the Carolina Panthers. We just talked about them last hour. So you know what I think it is? It's because in my studio, I have two TV screens. One of them set up on NFL Network. And all of a sudden, it turned, it turned into Telemundo. Someone's playing with the channels elsewhere on the floor. And it threw me off. And I'm staring at Telemundo, and it's bothering me. <laughs> I can't be watching the news on Telemundo while I'm trying to do a show. So that's it. I'm going to turn away from the channel and look elsewhere in the studio. But yes, of course, the Panthers, Frank Reich, Bryce Young, they are 0-6. They're the last team right now. Uh, they are getting closer. They had a 14-0 lead on the Dolphins yesterday. They're still a work in progress, but I do not believe that they will go winless all the way through. So forgive me for that. That was Well, there goes the perfect show. Into the fourth hour, though. That's not terrible, right? Jay, I don't know what you're doing in there, but you're talking to yourself. Why are you talking to yourself? It ruins it now a little bit. But uh, oh, it does. Because yeah. th- there goes the perfect show. You mean I ruined it? No, I had a funny Bryce, uh, Bryce Young drop that would work well. But if I like say it now, it kind of ruins the element of the surprise. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> We've come to a grinding halt here in the fourth hour, but that's on me. Dang it. That what. <laughs> We'll call that my turnover. I've had my first turnover of the game. It's a critical juncture in the fourth quarter. We'll see whether or not the defense can prevent the other team from turning that mistake into points. All right? You feel me? After hours, CBS Sports Radio. Don't find me on Twitter. It's just totally not worth it. Sunday night football. Someone got mad at me this week because I called it the Battle of New York. I was being facetious. I was being sarcastic. It's unfortunate that some people do not recognize that sarcasm is my love language. Anyway, this was a game that probably had some people tuning out. Let's be honest. <laughs> when it's 6 nothing at halftime, you've probably got people who are tuning out. Now, it didn't have to be 6 nothing at halftime. It could have been a Giants touchdown or at the very least 9 nothing Giants over the Bills. Down to 8 seconds to go. 7 yeah, seconds it. to go. Six seconds to go. Down to four. Taylor trying to get his team lined up. And they don't get the playoff. A terrible mistake by the Giants as they don't get the playoff and get no points out of it with a first and goal at the one. Had a play called. It was a run action pass play. um, And ended up alerting it to a run. Didn't get it off. It was a decision. Um, looking back on it, definitely should have made, shouldn't have made. Um, alluded to a run, thought I seen a look that was beneficial for us, and it wasn't the right call. Um, and that, that falls on me as a quarterback, as a leader, um, as the one that's communicating everything to everyone. Uh, <clears throat> Got to be better in that situation. That is not the voice of Daniel Jones. That is the voice of Tyrod Taylor. Former Bills quarterback, by the way. And then the former Bills offensive coordinator. Before him, Brian Dayball. Dayball's face was so red. It was as red as the Bills uniforms that they were wearing last night for Sunday night. Welcome back, Saquon Barkley. (laughs) 
into that. Uh, he tr- he tries the run play that Tyrod checked to or changed to and ends up getting stuffed or wrapped up. And so when the Giants go over five in the red zone, that's got to be one that they will rue and will remember because this was a tight game all the way through and they certainly could have used a touchdown, but if not a touchdown, could have used the extra points there. And it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So the Bills are able to keep the ball away from the juggernaut that is the Giants. I'm sorry, that was mean. That was Sorry, Jay, that was mean. I'm just saying, that, that generally when a team goes ball control, one of the huge benefits is that you keep it away from the opposing team's offense. So there's that. But it's not as though Patrick Mahomes was on the other side. No, this was... I thought it was steady. It was efficient. At times, a little blocky. It just it's it seemed still somewhat disjointed. But the Bills were able to keep the ball for ten minutes, so essentially the entire third quarter uh, until finally they're able to to score. But held scoreless on their own field by the Giants through the first three quarters of the game. Under center, orbit motion there by Hardy. Back to pass. Throws it to Hardy in the left flat. And he's going to find his way into the end zone. The diminutive Deontay Hardy with his first touchdown as a Buffalo Bill. Three yards, and the Bills are finally on the board. Yeah, it took a long time. But that 10-minute drive changed how they were able to approach the rest of the game, right? They were able to play that ball control. Um, And it did seem like early on, that Allen was trying to force it to Stephon Diggs a little bit, um, kind of airballed a few and for, tried to force it into a couple tight windows. Not that he can't do that, but in the first half, it felt like it was too much. And I know they were missing some people, so that's important too. But once they got through that 10-minute drive and got into the end zone, then it felt like, okay, these are the Bills. Yes, they're tough, they're physical, they're hard-nosed, they can win a low-scoring game, Fine. Josh Allen is all of those things. He would like to truck people if he could, um, but he's also innovative and creative as a quarterback and knows how to extend plays. Here's Allen in the shotgun, Cook to his left, back to pass, looked for the swing pass, pocket collapsing, rolls out to his right to buy time, into traffic, but touchdown pass is good to Quentin Morris, a 15-yard dart. Wow, he threaded the needle there. Josh Allen off his back foot gets it in a tight spot anyway. Unbelievable. I heard an interview with Quentin Morris on Bill's radio when this game was done, and he told Sal Capaccio, who actually joined us in the first hour of the show, but he told Sal that the play was something completely different. But because Josh had to change it on the fly, As a receiver with the Bills, when you play with Josh Allen, you know, find an open spot. You have to adjust to him because he is going to be looking for you even as he's extending plays. We know other guys do that. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the master at doing that. And he and Travis Kelsey have such a great rapport where Travis will find an open spot, park it, pivot, and wait for the ball to come to him. And at times, Mahomes will even say that uh, that, uh, Travis is out there making up his own routes. Well, Stephon Diggs does that a lot with with Josh Allen. But in this case, 
uh, Morris is saying, like, hey, you know, when he starts to scramble and move around, find an open spot. And if you watch the play unfold, even before the ball comes into Morris, and again, it was a very tight window, Morris does that. He makes a V cut. Like something you would see on a basketball court. He makes a V-cut to get away from the defense and then goes back toward Josh, and the ball is there for him. So it was, it was brilliant, Josh, but also give credit to Morris for that touchdown. And I think of the broadcast, they said that was his first target all season. So pretty cool moment. Uh, on Bill's radio, they take the lead with under four minutes to go. Giants still have an opportunity, though, because there's a missed field goal in there. Uh, there's a pass interference on Buffalo that extends the game. And then we get what we call an untimed down. So no clock, one last shot. Barkley, the lone setback. Taylor under center. One receiver to the left, two to the right. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff, throws it into the end zone. It's incomplete. Intended for Darren Waller. Taron Johnson in coverage. Caused enough disruption to force the incompletion. The game is over, and the Bills escape with a 14-9 victory. It wasn't pretty, but the Bills will take it. Wow. Good to get a win. Anytime you can win in the NFL, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, it was not easy. I'll give credit to the Giants. And uh, then there's a lot of things we can do better as well so um proud of uh proud of the way the guys found a way uh, i thought our offense um came up with two uh critical scores there in the second half which we needed and then uh, defensively to come back and um, basically on two got to have a drives for them back to back shut them down um on fourth downs defense is still on fire we had three sacks today held up tough towards the end of the game um Great win. You know, I, I take them pretty ugly. They, they all count the same. So it's a good win, and we just keep moving. Oh, that's the voice of Von Miller out there chasing quarterbacks again for the Buffalo Bills. So, yeah, the defense deserves a ton of credit. And we know the defense was fantastic against the Dolphins a couple weeks ago, too, uh, in large part the reason that they won. But on this night, the defense had to be good because the offense still scuffling. Now, a lot of people pointing to Brian Dayball, and you may see the photos, the videos. Dayball and Josh Allen kind of walked out uh, the tunnel together and were able to spend some time catching up. And I know he meant a lot to the Bills and to Allen's development specifically. Uh, asked Sal Capaccio that. So if you missed that conversation with Sal, who's a sideline reporter, but also part of our Buffalo affiliate AM550 WGR, make sure you catch it on a podcast. Though I understand he will be part of their morning show in a couple hours. He's a trooper. Even after he talked to us, he was still tweeting. So he, it was a tough late night. Maybe a lot of adrenaline for Sal as well. Um, but, you know, everyone wanted to talk to Dayball. Everybody wanted to catch up with him afterwards. And there's a lot of familiarity there, which means that it's tough to pull one over on him as the Giants head coach. Just really wasn't getting into a rhythm. Um you know, that's pass and run game included. We gotta find ways to, to get our get off to a fast start and I don't think we've done that the last few day or last few games. So, um, you know, at the end of the day it's a it's a win. It's an ugly one. We'll take it. Uh, but there's a lot of things that we gotta learn from and, and get better at. So Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills eke out this win and 
they're able to kind of keep pace with the Dolphins, right? And the Dolphins are 5-1, and one, so the Bills are just behind. Uh, there was a scary moment for the Bills earlier in this game, and cameras instantly go to DeMar Hamlin, who was inactive, but was on the bench, had his head down, probably praying for Damian Harris when he was taken off the field in an ambulance and transported to a local hospital. The reports are that he suffered a neck injury, uh, but there was some good news with Sean McDermott. Things are heading in a in a good direction right now for Damien. So um, it's my understanding is full movement uh, right now as well. So Sean McDermott talking about the Bills running back. As for the Giants, they have Tyrod Taylor out there also, like I said, former Bill. And the big thing for them is just not capitalizing on their opportunities. Going over in the red zone and and not just failing to score, but just squandering them in a big way. Taking a couple of sacks, right? Just the the way that... I mean, Daniel Jones takes sacks too, so there's no way to know if it would have been any different. Uh, but the way that offensive line is kind of piecemeal and patchwork together leaves them pretty exposed. Uh, though Saquon Barkley will help, and he had nearly 100 yards in his return to the field. I think it just the rust was wearing off. I haven't played in three weeks. Um, you know, I haven't really been practicing either. Uh, but that's no excuse. Uh, I was able to go out there. I tried to go out there and perform at a high level and make plays for my team to help us win, and I ain't do that. I ain't doing that today. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, our Facebook page too, you can vote for Monday MVP, or you can send an e- a tweet like this. Are you ready, Jay? Okay, keeping in mind, I know you're busy in there, but do you remember how I started the hour, this hour, as in just a couple minutes ago? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I just got this tweet from, I don't know, someone. Why haven't you said anything about the Rangers beating the Astros? I really think that you hate on the Rangers every chance you get. <laughs> We get that often from Ranger fans. Just the same with the Cowboys. Oh, yes. I hate on both. I mean, minutes I ago, it. minutes ago, I talked about how they're still perfect in the postseason and how Evan Carter at 21 years old is out there manning the outfield, making incredible plays, and how Jordan Montgomery <laughs> has been a revelation for them. But apparently that's hating on the Rangers. I don't know. I'm telling you. Always Ranger fans who say we don't talk enough Rangers. We hate the Rangers. We've been talking, hyping up the Rangers since July. Okay, I don't hype anyone Well, you know up. what I mean. We've been I talk about following them. their story. But yes, we've been following their story. So that's funny. I'll just write back and say feel free to check out the podcast. That works. That's That works. We did a full segment on Astros Rangers game one, complete with play-by-play and post-game reaction smith ransom smith ransom all right on twitter on facebook unless you have something dumb to say like that in which case uh, you probably should listen more and tweet less uh the niners are no longer undefeated the cleveland browns you want to talk about some defense defense for the browns defense for the jets in taking the niners and eagles from the ranks of the unbeaten and who else do we have to get to? We still have to get to the the Ravens and their London game. And then the Jaguars as well, too. Um, the news about Anthony Richards and the Colts, that's tough waiting to hear whether or not he'll be out the rest of the season. So a lot to still get to here. But good morning to you. <laughs> Even you out there who are cranky. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Forty Niners have run the ball every play to open the game. Purdy now under center on second and ten. First pass, play action, shovel forward to McCaffrey. Good block by Brendo. McCaffrey five touchdown. C M C. Fifteen consecutive games with a touchdown for McCaffrey. What an absolute beast with his vision and burst. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Christian McCaffrey inches closer to the NFL record. Gosh, it's held back in the 60s, so it's stood for a long time. Consecutive games with a touchdown. Now 15 in a row. You hear it with Greg Papa on Niners radio. However, he would not see the end of the game, and this has got to be a concern for Niners fans, even more than the loss. I certainly understand that a loss is painful and no one likes to lose, especially when they don't play well. And this might have been the first... I don't want to say bad game because that's so vague. The first game in which Brock Purdy really struggled, he didn't seem to have the accuracy or the connection. He was off. He was just out of rhythm, made some poor mistakes and some bad throws. And for that reason, uh, the Niners were in a tough spot. However, they were also without Debo Samuel, who was gone early in this game in Cleveland because of a shoulder injury. And then they did not have Christian McCaffrey for most of the second half. So he was out with an oblique slash rib injury. And it was initially oblique, but then Kyle Shanahan tacked on rib in the postgame press conference. So there's there's got to be a collective holding of the breath in the Bay Area about these two Niners weapons. Because, man, it can change a whole lot if they don't have those two guys moving forward. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Take nothing away from the Browns, though. They were without their starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson. It He looked like he was dressed up for winter in Buffalo. Did you happen to see he's wearing this really... I know it was raining and, and it wasn't pleasant weather, but... He, he was wrapped up in a winter coat and a and a one of those knit masks over his face. He I know he doesn't like the cold. Remember he when he signed with Cleveland or when he picked Cleveland, he was talking about how he didn't like the cold. Anyway, he was certainly out there participating on the sidelines, 
Um, but he was not able to play himself. And so the Browns offense was scuffling too. Uh, they did get a Kareem Hunt touchdown, but a bunch of times had to settle for field goals instead of getting into the end zone. So hanging in the balance late, it'd been an ugly game, but you take the win however you can get it. And for the Browns, they come up not with the short end of the stick this time. Here we go. If he makes the kick, the 49ers win. They're 6-0. and If he misses the kick, the 49ers lose. It's that simple. Tabor Pepper to Wisnowski, 41 yards away. Snap. Hold. Jake has it away. He has the distance, and it is no good. Jake Moody missed the kick, and the 49ers lose. Just pushed it out to the right the whole way. So Jake Moody, the rookie, 41-yarder. They didn't even try to get closer. They had another down and they had time, but they decided they would go ahead and allow him to kick from 41 yards. He's been really good, uh, but on this day, he was not. And, yeah, that's the thrill of victory, the agony of of defeat in sports. Uh, But it was a a day in which the Browns' defense made the Niners' offense look middling, so the Browns deserve credit for that. And also for the fact that they ran all over the field like they'd won the Super Bowl before the game was over. It wasn't actually a walk-off win. Uh, They still had to run more time off the clock. But good for Cleveland. Maybe this is a spark, and Deshaun Watson should be back. Week 7 is what we're hearing, but it it won't be too much longer. Uh, They... The Niners and the Browns combined for 25 total penalties. It was just a lot. It was a lot. Um, But it certainly is a win that counts the same as any other, and credit the defense for that. Coach Schwartz uh, and the defensive staff were outstanding all week, really. Uh, You know, I go back to our Wednesday practice. I told the team after practice, I said, if you measure a practice by how it sounds, we had the best practice of our season because the energy was off the charts and and it was led by the defense. It's led by Oboe and Z and Dalvin and Juan and, and, you know, all those guys, JOK, you name them. They brought the energy all week. They they were so excited for this challenge. Um, And I thought Coach put those guys in position to go make plays. Yeah, they were good. They're they're just tough and and physical, and I I love that they've been able to to keep the Browns in games, even as they go through the loss of Nick Chubb and some of the other challenges they've had uh, offensively. Also, Amari Cooper has had a couple real good catches, and he's still fighting guys out there for for receptions too, which is good. Uh, as for the Niners, I like how Fred Warner puts it. He's one of the captains, one of the one of the spiritual leaders, if you will, the emotional leaders for this team uh, had an interception in the game. He's kind of always right in the middle of the action. He's loud. He's vocal. He gets guys moving. He's a veteran, and he had a, a special perspective. The main thing is that, you know, I think they earned it, and we did in this game. That's what it came down to. I would never put it on Moody at the end there to say, you know, it's great that we had an, an opportunity to win that, you know, in that fashion, but it just didn't. we didn't earn it. They earned it today. Um, I said... That win or loss, I felt like we needed this game. We knew what type of game it was going to be. In order for us to be the team that we want to be moving forward, we had to get battle. We need to get battle tested. That's exactly what today was. We learned from it, watch the tape, um, look at it hard internally, and and be better from it. The words and the wisdom of a veteran. So the Browns get a big win. It might end up meaning more to them than the loss does to the Niners, who fall to 5-1. and one. But, yeah, a huge deal for Cleveland, who's now 3-2. and two. 
The Steelers are off this week. They're 3-2. and two. What about the Baltimore Ravens who are taking on the Titans in the final London game of the year? And we get to see what Baltimore can do again with that ball control. Not because Lamar is running all over the place. No, the offense has changed for sure. And they want to have more of a blend and more of a variety. Uh, but against the Titans, now this is against the Titans, right? Who have Derrick Henry and also would like to be able to control the ball plus 12 minutes, nearly plus 12 minutes in time of possession. Uh, but what keeps coming back about the the Ravens, and at some point they're going to have to fix this, they have been miserable in the red zone. They're just really scuffling. They can get there, but for some reason are having trouble once it you know the, the field is shorter and, and the space is more compact. So one for six in the red zone, but you know what that means? Justin Tucker being a badass in London. Six field goals for one of the best kickers in the NFL. And the defense for the Ravens, too, was real good. Uh, sacking Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis six times. Why exactly was Malik Willis in the game? Well, that's because Ryan Tannehill, yet another quarterback, starting quarterback, who was injured. Big deal, though, for the Ravens. Even as they win and they get a victory by traveling, which that's an even bigger deal, what about capitalizing on the opportunities? We just have to find a way, you know, uh, lock in more. Um, we get, we do a great job with driving the ball down the field, but it's like every time we get there, it's like we just kicking field goals. It's up the top, but we don't need that, you know. Protect the ball. The biggest emphasis was we we caught the ball this week. Um, we drove the ball down the field. And we protected it, except for that one interception. But um, we got to we got to punch it in. We're very very pleased to come away with a win. I'm proud of our guys. I thought our guys fought through a lot of adversity in that game. Some controllable, some not. And uh, and they managed to find a way to close it at the end. I can imagine win or lose, if you come back from London with serious injuries, that's even worse. You traveled all the way over there, and now you end up losing a player or two. Um, so, yeah, th- there's no real exact science about how to do this. The Ravens get the win. It's not real pretty, at least not in the red zone. We know the Bills, uh, they ended up traveling to London on the Friday before a Sunday game. And I talked to Sal Capaccio about that in our first hour. You can catch it on the podcast because they still didn't look like they were real energetic and were back in a rhythm now that they were home against the Giants Sunday night. A whole week had passed by. He actually said he didn't feel like he'd caught up until Thursday, really, and that Sean McDermott gave the Bills off Wednesday. So they, or I'm sorry, they had a walkthrough. They didn't have a full practice, but they just had like a walkthrough so they, they could try to catch up as well. So there is something about London. And if the NFL really plans on either A, moving a Super Bowl there, which is some of the rumblings, or B, the extreme, I mean, that would be extreme, but the extreme would be to try to move a team there. They're going to have to figure this out because it's very clear that the travel and the time change and the travel back affects teams. It does. There's no way maybe to put it into a mathematical formula or turn it into an analytic, but it's clear that it affects these these athletes in some cases. Not all of them, not all the time. One year it's good, maybe one year it's bad for the Jaguars. But if they're going to keep doing this, maybe they give them buys the week after. I'm not sure, somehow to be able to try to mitigate the effects of taking that trip across the pond. (laughs) It's not perfect. It's not pretty. Yeah, 
That's football, though. Uh, Ryan Tannehill left, it, let's see, third quarter uh, and had an ankle injury. And so there's another starting quarterback that leaves the game. Todd came up and said that he you know, was having a hard time. And I, I knew he was having a hard time. And so we were talking about doing some different things, uh, you know, in the gun or you know, what his mobility was going to look like. And certainly don't want to you know, put him in, in harm's way, have the ability not to be able to, to, to protect himself. Gosh, a lot of offensive lines that are not holding up or even quarterbacks who don't get rid of the ball quickly enough or they're out trying to make a play where they shouldn't be or they're taking too many risks. There's a lot of different ways that guys get hit and guys get injured. But I tell you what, one of the reasons Miami is 5-1 and one is because Tua has not been hit a lot. Yesterday against the Panthers, even though they were in a 14 nothing hole, the Dolphins are able to flip the switch, come flying back, was it 35 unanswered points or something like that? And they do it because Tua has time to bake a pumpkin pie in the pocket. He got hit once yesterday. And by hit, I just mean a defender got to him one time. He was not officially sacked. But if you think about some of the other quarterback situations, just kind of running through really quickly, Aaron Rodgers obviously gone for the Jets. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, we saw Kenny Pickett get injured and have to miss some time. We know Deshaun Watson is out for the Browns. Thankfully, Joe Burrow is okay. It looks like he's he's actually running yesterday, uh, doing a little scampering. So his calf appears to be okay. They're taking care of it. Jacksonville, we're going to get to them coming up. But Trevor Lawrence left early with a potential knee injury. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. Anthony Richardson for the Colts could be out for the rest of the season. Right now, he's got a serious uh, injury to his shoulder. Thankfully, C.J. Stroud's still out there. Ryan Tano got knocked out yesterday. So that's three quarterbacks in the AFC South that right now we have question marks about. Jimmy Garoppolo left at halftime with a back injury for the Raiders against the Patriots yesterday. Moving down through the Giants, so on into the NFC, the Giants didn't have Daniel Jones yesterday. He was knocked out with a neck injury. So it was Tyrod Taylor. For the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields went out yesterday with a right hand injury. Don't know if it's broken. Actually, I guess what they said is that the MRI was, uh, no, the x-rays were negative, but the MRI comes today. But Justin didn't finish the game. Desmond Ritter has missed some time. Derek Carr missed some time earlier, right? Bryce Young missed a game. For the Cardinals, obviously, they still don't have Kyler Murray. So it's Josh Dobbs. So, I mean, like, that's half the NFL right now that's dealing with injuries to their quarterbacks. And it's yeah, it's becoming to the point where it's a, a couple more names every week. All right, got a couple games left to get to. You know, our promise to you, we're going to talk about the Washington Commanders at the Atlanta Falcons and also want to get to Jay. Don't tell me what – don't tell me. Don't tell me what else are we missing. I feel like we've done – oh, Colts and Jaguars. We wanted to talk about he's like nodding at me. I wasn't going to tell you. Vehemently I- nodding at me. Yes, thank you. But we're, we're doing pretty well. Our our job. Plus, we had to squeeze in baseball as well a couple times. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours podcast. BTM, the running back, stands to the right of the quarterback. 
They'll hand it to the ETN. Toward the goal. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Roll on into the end zone, touchdown! And the first touchdown of the game belongs to Jacksonville. Wildcat to start this thing. Travis Etienne fakes a handoff, runs it to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Travis Etienne out of the Wildcat extends the lead for Jacksonville. Two left, two right. Big to the running back stands to the left of Trevor Lawrence against the four-man front for the Colts. Dropping his Trevor. Looking, looking, still looking. Fires right side. Wide open is Brenton Strange into the end zone for a touchdown. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On the Jaguars radio network, get this. The Colts actually had an extra 120 yards over and above what the Jags were able to amass. And yet, with four turnovers, it's a heck of a lot of extra opportunities for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the defense definitely deserves some credit winning that turnover battle. And Travis Etienne with a couple more touchdowns. Meanwhile, the... High-profile running back for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, still not in a groove. Eight carries, 19 yards. So, again, you can credit the Jaguars' defense, um, but they need him, JT, to get back into a rhythm, and certainly that would take some pressure off Gardner Minshew. We may not see Anthony Richardson, the rookie quarterback, the rest of the way. He's considering surgery to repair his shoulder. So the Colts are... What the Colts are, uh, Jaguars took advantage. The takeaways are something that we, um, as a team, talk about. They talk about it as a, as a defense, and, and um, it just it, it, it just shortens the field for your offense, right? And, and um, pass rush again today. There was pressure on Gardner, you know, putting in, in places maybe he didn't want it to go. And, again, just uh, a great team effort on defense to uh, uh, play the way they did today. 
14 points off those turnovers in the first half alone, which is a pretty sweet start if you're the Jaguars and Doug Peterson. And yeah, remember when Josh Allen, the quarterback, told us that Josh Allen, the pass rusher, was scary? Well, Gardner Minshew got a taste of that because there was a sack and a fumble forced by Josh Allen in this one. And Trevor Lawrence leaves early with a tweaked knee, though doesn't sound too serious. At least he doesn't think so. I'm feeling okay. Um, I'm going to get it get it checked out, you know, tonight and, and see kind of what's going on. I feel pretty good. I'm walking around all right. So I uh, can't really say much now. I don't really you know, want to make sure everything's checked out. All right. So we'll wait to hear on him and Justin Fields and Jimmy Garoppolo. And, man, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, some pretty high-profile names that we are waiting on. One last game to get to. This one started with a career milestone for Calais Campbell. If you didn't see this moment, it's pretty sweet. His teammates were so happy for him. 100 career sacks. Campbell's 37 years old. I don't know when that happened, but he's 37 years old. He's been in the NFL since 2008. And so it was a really cool moment for him. Uh, He's only the 41st player in NFL history to have 100 career sacks. I would have thought there'd be more than that, Uh, but he's... I think there's only a handful of active players, but he's the 41st in history. And even though the Falcons did not get the win, it was really neat for him. I mean, it's a you know bittersweet, but uh, you know I, I think it's still uh, pretty pretty sweet. You know, I think the best part about it was just uh, the genuine happiness. You know, all the team, all my teammates had for me. You know, just running around and just like seeing like how hype everybody was. <laughs> you know, and coming to the sideline. Like I mean, literally, I feel like everybody coming dap me up and just gave me some love, and that was a good feeling. Congratulations to Calais. Again, feels like he's been around forever, but also, when did he turn 37? (laughs) My goodness. So the Falcons actually had the lead for a bit. Kyle Pitts finally hauls in his first touchdown of the season in the first quarter, but then Washington uh, this time looks good. The, The offense looks good. They go two for three in the red zone. Sam Howell has a couple of touchdown passes. Um, and, and Desmond Ritter had another one of those blow up games. The jury is definitely still out on Desmond Ritter and whether or not he's the quarterback of the future for the Falcons. I was actually in Atlanta this weekend, but remember we had an, an interview with Sandra Golden with our Atlanta affiliate, and she says the jury's kind of still out on Desmond Ritter. So a short field for Washington and so critical always to take advantage of those opportunities. Curtis Samuel in motion. Terry's in the slot to the left. Play action. How? Has to slide to his right as the pocket collapses. Throws back underneath the Robinson. Great dump off. 20, 15, 10, 5. Head of steam. Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! Brian Robinson bulldozes into the end zone. He wanted to be more involved. He said, I just have to wait my turn. And when my opportunity comes, prove why I need the ball in my hands. 31 seconds to go, fourth quarter here, 24 to 16, third and one play for the Falcons. They just burned their final timeout. They're at the 34. Empty backfield for Ritter. Gets the snap, Washington brings four. Steps up, throws. That oh! was picked off by Jamin Davis! <laughs> Unbelievable! Jamin Davis <laughs> jumped around, third pick of the half, and Washington is going to win in Atlanta! They say they come in bunches. Most certainly, these interceptions, three in the game, are in bunches. On the Commanders Radio Network. And yeah, actually, this goes perfectly with what I just said about the Colts. They had 120 more yards than the Jaguars, but they had the four turnovers, which is why they lost. Well, in this game, the Falcons actually had double the yards and plus 13 minutes time of possession. They actually had 29 more plays. Don't ask me why my nerdy brain looks at these things. 29 more plays than did Washington. 
But the turnovers end up being kind of one step forward, two steps back type of thing. Uh, Sam Howell with three touchdowns, though he was sacked five times. And the Commanders, like a lot of teams this weekend in the NFL, they win. It's ugly, but they win. So you just have to take it and run with it, right? Because... Who knows? It was just a a weird, wacky weekend in which we have no more teams that are unbeaten. uh, And we're seeing, are you ready for this? If you missed it earlier, we ran a little hype train all the way up to Detroit. The Dolphins and the Chiefs, five and one in the AFC. The Eagles and the Niners both absorbing their first losses. So they are five and one. And which one of these is not like the other? (laughs) Except maybe you better start taking into account the Lions. The hype train. Right. Dan Campbell said there were so many Lions fans in Tampa that he thought the Buccaneers might have to go to a a silent count in their own stadium. That's fantastic. So the Lions-Buccaneers was the game that you all picked as the game of the week. It's going to be chaotic. Um, Guys are going to be, their head's going to be spinning. (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. It's The Buccaneers are still on top of the NFC South, but this day belonged to the Lions defense and to Jared Goff and to Jamison Williams and and to, let's see who else. Oh, Amon Ross St. Brown. They lost David Montgomery, so there's another injury that uh, we have to pay attention to. So it could be a manic Monday with a bunch of football injuries. We've got two baseball games as well as Cowboys on Monday Night Football at the Chargers, so we'll talk to you after that. Whew. After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.